Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back to another episode of the Believe in Minnesota Football podcast. You can Hosted by me, Tony Lieber. Uh, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Tony Liebert and Instagram and TikTok at Tony underscore Liebert. For today's episode, we have plenty to talk about. The Gophers have not played a football game in over a week for the first time since August, but there is plenty to talk about. The transfer portal is red hot. The Gophers are going bowling in Detroit and the Gophers have found their replacements for Ethan Kaliak Manis. They found a new new QB. So uh, we're going to break it all down today, what it means. Um, I mentioned that December is going to be a very busy month for this program, for this sport, and I think we're just getting started. But um, I think it's been a pretty solid start for the Maroon and Gold. So um, the whole, I guess, timeline of the offseason uh, – Oddly enough, started with um, the Gophers' starting quarterback, Ethan Kaliakmanis, deciding to enter the transfer portal. So uh, it comes as a surprise to some that uh, he decided to uh, leave the program. But um, I guess it's not the fact that PJ Flight actually moved on from someone that he trusted and believed in is something that he hasn't done in quite a while especially when it comes to the quarterback position. So um, that probably was the most shocking part, but the fact that it clearly wasn't working, whatever they wanted to do at that position um, this season. So uh, that part's not too surprising from an outsider's perspective. It kind of makes sense that um, this was the decision that was made. I would say it's, it w- seemed like it was a pretty mutual decision on both ends. Um, I think both sides just kind of wanted to move on. Um, and with that, obviously, Ethan's brother, uh, Dino, a uh, wide receiver, is also transferring. But um, he did not, not have a huge role with the Gophers, so um, obviously a far less uh, major announcement when it comes to entering the portal. But... Um, it's a new era of Gophers football. We obviously talked so much about Ethan and his potential, which I still think he does have. But I think this is just a good move for both sides. I think Ethan could be very successful at another program. It just, I don't know if he obviously came to the uh, Gophers with a different offense coordinator, different play calling, um, something that I still think might be an issue for the Gophers. However, they want to solve that issue. I don't know. But um, no matter who's back there taking snaps under center, I think that's an issue. So uh, Ethan probably thought that too. And he's like, I don't want to go through this for another year. So he decided to leave. And I th- I don't have any people telling me exactly that's the reason why, but um, I think it was based around that 
that the offense and the way things were being ran was just not exactly what he would have liked. And I think the way the quarterback position was being played was not exactly how PJ Fleck or Greg Harbo Jr. or Matt Simon would have liked either. So for that reason, I think it made sense for both sides to move on. Who personally didn't think they would, um, but they did. And I think by August, by week one next season against North Carolina, I think it's going to be a decision that both sides are glad they made. Um, I'm really curious to see what kind of interest Ethan receives. If he's going, I, I he's still a very talented player, and I think um, he will be a starter on the program. Um, I'm just curious if that will be the G5 level, maybe at like a Mac school. Um, he's obviously from the Midwest with Chicago, so um, very curious to see where that goes. But uh, nevertheless, a huge um, moment whenever your starting QB enters the portal. And when that happened, um, I think it was a really pivotal pivotal moment because um, the offseason could have went one of two ways that that could have snowballed a lot of other things. Uh, when you're trying to retain players like Darius Taylor and Daniel Jackson, which we'll get into in a little bit, not having your starting quarterback makes that a little tougher to sell your program um, to re-recruit players like that. So. Um, there was an opportunity for a snowball situation where the Gophers lost T Taylor, lost Jackson, lost other players to the transfer portal because of the uncertainty. But they didn't. And um, it, it was a big moment because it could have went a lot of different ways. And that happening so early, I think, for a couple of reasons, is good for the program because – they were able to get Max Brosmer from New Hampshire, which we'll get into in a little bit. But um, the transfer portal officially opened today. So getting all of this down before the transfer portal like heats up even more, it's huge because now you can sell. We have a veteran QB. We have Darius Taylor. We have Daniel Jackson. But we got all the pieces. Just need to fill the holes that still remain from last season. So, um. It, opening the offseason with the news of Ethan entering the portal was certainly interesting. But um, after that, there were five other scholarship players for the Gophers to enter the portal, most notably um, redshirt freshman running back Zach Evans. Um, and now that we know Darius Taylor's returning, I would assume that had a little bit to do with that situation. Um, Evans probably knew that he was going to play second fiddle to Taylor next season, and um, he decided to move on. Already with the portal opening today, I saw on Twitter that he got offers from Kent State, which uh, the head coach is the Gophers' former running back coach, Kenny Burns. So that could be another scenario where Kai Thomas is there now. Zach Evans could do the other thing and follow him. Um a lot of times with players like this entering the portal, coaching changes matter so much. Maybe Zach Evans didn't see eye to eye with the running back coach because he probably had a pretty close relationship with Kenny Burns um, when he got recruited. So um, if you have one reason you're like, oh, I don't think I'm going to play that much next year, and you have a little question, the fact that you might not thoroughly enjoy the running back coach, which is Nick McKissick-Luke, um, could add to that. I'm not saying 
that. Uh, the golfer's running back coach is bad, but obviously anyone listening to this, you've had, you've had a coach, a teacher, a coworker that you don't like, and if you got to show up to practice every day and communicate with them, you're like, oh, there's a lot of other schools in the country. So um, I, I have a feeling that kind of happened there, a combination of Taylor and uh, maybe the running back coach situation. Um, but other than that, another quarterback entered the portal, Drew Vioto, which was another interesting thing because he was high school teammates with Darius Taylor, two very close uh, friends. I thought that maybe that could snowball. So um, obviously we'll get into the retention in a little bit, but um, having those moves that early is um, – it could it could have been a lot worse. So um, Marquise Williams, a former four-star uh, prospect at the running back position – uh, kind of had an underwhelming senior high school season, but a very highly touted player at one point that had offers to Notre Dame, Penn State, Texas A&M. Uh, he entered the portal after not playing at all this season. Um, a situation like that as a true freshman, uh, he honestly could have just been like, yeah, I just don't really like Minnesota. Um, I don't like the cold, blah, blah, blah. They didn't even make it to winter, but... Um, he could have just not liked the school. And he could have been like, oh, I want to be closer to home, anything like that. And which is unfortunate, though, because he's a very talented player. And the fact that the Gophers had so many injuries at the running back position and that he doesn't come, uh, he didn't play at all, probably had a little bit of the factor to that, too. Uh, maybe he just wasn't that good in practice. He is a pretty undersized player, but. Uh, hit to the Gophers' uh, running back depth, but now with Taylor returning, someone who probably wouldn't have seen much time next season anyway. And then uh, we mentioned uh, Dino Kaliak-Manis, uh, who entered the portal, and uh, J.J. Gaudet was the other um, scholarship player, uh, offensive lineman, who was pretty highly touted coming out of high school with offers to uh, Nebraska, Iowa, kind of all the local uh, big offensive line hubs, and he just re really never could get his footing. Had a lot of injuries. Um, I think he could uh, be a solid offensive lineman for really any team, but uh, his injuries kind of uh, was the story of his tenure with the Gophers. Um, that kind of makes sense. His last year eligibility, he wants to play. Uh, probably wouldn't have played much uh, next season, so um, that one makes sense. And, uh, yeah, so it's been six guys to enter the portal so far. And four uh, former preferred walk-ons, uh, kicker Jacob Lewis, running back Max Grand, wide receiver Jack, Zach Jorgensen, and defensive end Colton Gregerson. So 10 players in the portal, six scholarship players, and four uh, walk -ons. So all that happened uh, right away, late November, uh, mid uh last week so there there was a lot that happened before the transfer portal officially opening today on december 4th and then after that which was really cool um the gophers in this new nil world um it's really weird when you got have to have players announce their return to a school um but it it really is. It seems like it is kind of one year contracts at this point. You're, it really isn't a contract, obviously, but um, 
it's free agency, and that's what it kind of seems. You got to re-recruit guys every year. You're going to always have guys that are bought in all the time. Like Cody Lennonberg was not going anywhere. Uh, guys like that. So, um, what? To my point, the uh, Dinkytown athletes, the Gophers' official NIL collective. Did kind of a cool thing where they had all of these players announce that they will be joining Dinkytown athletes for next season. And uh, it was kind of a big snowball effect um, leading to uh, Saturday and Sunday morning where the Gophers got Darius Taylor and Daniel Jackson to announce their return. Um, two of the most important players on this roster, two of the most important players for this program right now. Um, so that was really cool to see. And um looking for my list right here of all the uh players that announced their return. Uh, but it was pretty sizable. I mean, you got Cody Lindenberg, like I mentioned, uh Ja Joyner, Danny Strigal, Maverick Baranowski, uh Devin Eastern, Jack Henderson. That's kind of the core of the de- the returning defense. Um I mentioned that. Uh, last week that Justin Wally is a guy that hasn't announced his return, that it's still a big key in this whole offseason. But all those guys, whole defense line, whole linebacking core, Devin Williams, two announces return. So um, the defense has the pieces when it comes to the front seven. Um, there was obviously a lot of inconsistency last year at that linebacking position, but I expect it to be a lot better next year because Cody Lindenberg fully healthy. You got Maverick Baranowski now with a whole year under his belt, Devin Williams with a whole year under his belt, and uh, the defensive line. You got that trio of uh, Joyner, Danny Strigow, and Jalen Logan Redding all returning. Um, and then you got Dragon Kessich returning, who will be one of the best kickers in the country. So that's worth mentioning. You got Martez Lewis, Tyler Cooper, um, Greg Johnson um, on the offensive line. And uh, Tim Carroll has not said anything publicly. He's another guy. Him and uh, Justin Waller are kind of the two big pieces right now that um, if they return would be huge wins. Uh, two veteran starters that could be leaders on this team next year, but that's something certainly to look out for. And then when it comes to the younger players, um, all uh, aligning with their return, Zaquan Bryan, uh, cornerback, true freshman who played a little in the Wisconsin game, big win to have him back. Uh, Kerry Brown at safety, uh, two young receivers with Kenrick Lanier and TJ McWilliams. Um, Matt Kingsbury, who played a lot in that Purdue game, uh, Pierce Walsh, Theo Randall, and Philip Daniels. So, um, that's just some of the some of the names. There's been a few other guys that have uh announced their return recently. Um. But really cool to see. And like I said, it kind of ended all with Darius Taylor and Daniel Jackson announcing their return. Um, It's really cool to see that the Gophers NIL Collective is working. Um, er Earlier this year, I talked with uh, Robert uh, Gag, who is one of the co-founders with Derek Burns uh, when it comes to Dinkytown athletes. And, it was never going to happen overnight. The Gophers aren't going to get a huge booster like Texas, like Oklahoma State, like uh, Texas A&M. They're never going to be a program like that. Um, but again, there's no reason why they can't be a program like Wisconsin, like Iowa. Wisconsin and Iowa are well-respected nationally as consistent programs that are always in that 7-10 to 10 win range. And the Gophers are getting to that level. 
Uh, this year was a down year, but um, these are the steps to keep that going. Um, the Duck Duck Beer, the 7th Avenue Frozen Pizza, these cool promotions uh, get people talking about the Gophers. Um, obviously, my timeline on Twitter is flooded with Gophers stuff, so it seems like I'm in a bubble of just Gophers fans, but um, that's the stuff like you can uh, talk with your grandpa or talk with your uncle and be like, hey, did you see the uh, the Duck Duck Beer thing? Uh, and you guys can go out and get a case of beer, and then he starts doing it. And that just adds money to the collective. And sure, Michigan, Michigan State might have more money to offer a guy like Darius Taylor, but the Gophers were the first team to to believe in him and give him an offer and say, we want you to be our running back one as a true freshman. So if the Gophers can get to a level where they have a baseline to offer players to retain, to retain them in these scenarios, to compete at least like these are hypothetical, hypothetical numbers, but let's say Michigan, Michigan state are like, here's a six figure NIL deal, a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I have no idea what the Gophers NIL Collective is at right now and what numbers they can offer, but if they can offer half of that, a fourth of that, even an eighth of that, that's better than zero. And if you're getting money to play college football, a lot of people appreciate that. So um, getting off the floor where they might have been last year is a huge win, and that is appealing to players like Darius Taylor and Daniel Jackson, what we're seeing. Um, like so far, Ethan was a big loss to the portal, but last year, guys like Michael Dixon, like Trill Carter, um, Bucky Irvin in the past, those were solely because of NIL. Um, I think all those guys were pretty bought into the program and liked the program, but they left because they weren't getting NIL. Um, I don't think Kai Thomas was that scenario. He went back home to Kansas and then, um, clearly understood he didn't like Kansas, so then he went to Kent State. But those big three that have hurt this team recently were all NIL-driven. And Darius Taylor and Daniel Jackson had a chance to fall in the same line of those situations where they easily could have left and went somewhere else and been a starting-level level player at any Big Ten school, any Daniel Jackson, probably really any school he'd wanted. Um, I don't know if he'd be the wide receiver one, but he'd play at uh, just about any school in the country. So um, retaining those players are huge, huge wins. And especially it helps you retain other players now because, like I mentioned, you got Darius Taylor and Daniel Jackson coming back. Any other wide receiver, Lameki Brockington, Elijah Spencer, who has not announced that he is coming back yet. They see that, and they're like, oh, we got some weapons. We got stuff to work with. And that helps you recruit. That helps you retain these uh, high school players that are committed. It's just a snowball. And Dinky Town Athletes is working. The Gophers fans are talking about it. And it helps you keep players like this in the maroon and gold. So huge win. Great start to the offseason for the Gophers right there. Um, before I get into the... Maybe biggest news of the offseason so far. Um, offensive lineman Mauricio Hines, who I interviewed earlier, if you follow in the podcast earlier this summer, we had him on. 
Um, great guy, but uh, he has decommitted from the Gophers. He was a 2024 offensive lineman commit from Nova Scotia. He played at a private school in Clearwater, Florida. Teammates with wide receiver Dallas Sims, who's also committed, so that's something to pay attention to. But um, just probably seemed like he didn't uh, like the direction Minnesota was going. If the offensive line depth or something, it, it could have been a multitude of things. But um, now he looks for another school. That marks the second decommitment since, uh, I guess, the start of the Wisconsin game. So. Um, that's something to look at, out for and as we approach early National Signing Day in December, but thought I'd just mention that. Not a huge loss. Um, obviously, you want all your players to stay committed, but um, he was not one of the top-rated recruits in the Gophers class, nevertheless. So um, looking ahead at some other things now, the Gophers on Sunday, there were two massive things that happened. Um, the college football playoff was announced, which was, uh, big news in its own right. Um, I was arguing with people on Twitter about that, but I think the right decision was made as much as it sucks for Florida state, as much as they probably wouldn't have made that decision if they're going, if they weren't going to 12 teams next year. But, um, yeah, so four teams were announced, which in turn, all the bowl games get announced. And we knew the Gophers had qualified even with five wins for a bowl game. Um, There was a few rumors that the guaranteed rate bowl might be a possibility again, a bowl that the Gophers had played in quite often back when it was called the Insight Bowl. They played back-to-back years there. Um, I don't know if it's the same, I guess, group of people working with the bowl, but they don't like having the same schools over and over again. So um, I, I don't didn't see why necessarily that was a rumor destination. I mean, it made sense because it's big 10 versus um, big 12 in that game. Um, But the bowl game has the right to do whatever they want as they did uh, inviting UNLV who um, I forget who they're playing. And that now is it Kansas? Cause by uh, the Gophers were obviously rumored to face Kansas in that game. Um, yes, it is Kansas. So uh, hats off to UNLV, a program that deserves a bowl game more like that more than the Gophers. So in turn, the Gophers are now headed to the Quick Lane Bowl destination that they know well. Um, that was PJ Flex's first ever bowl game with the Gophers when uh, they faced Georgia Tech in 2018, that would have been. Um, so... Now the Gophers have a great uh, rematch versus the Bowling Green Eagles, um, a team that the uh, Gophers fans notoriously remember defeated Minnesota as a 31-point underdog two seasons ago in Week 4, 14-10. Uh, to 10. Um, But Bowling Green's a much better team now. They have an Indiana transfer quarterback, Connor Balazek, uh, and they've had a solid offense all year in the MAC. Uh, kind of just a classic pesky six and six, seven and five MAC team that um, was not. They're not at the same position they were as a program two years ago. Very similar to the Gophers, but um, nevertheless, I, I, the Gophers open as a five point favorite, and this season, I think it'll be a pretty competitive game. To be honest, um, I would not overlook pulling green at all. It's not the same team that they played two years ago. It's a much better team. 
as they're rebuilding their program. But um, it's funny that the Gophers are in a bowl game at five and seven, obviously. But um, I think it's a okay matchup. I I guess I don't know necessarily how I want to say it, but um. Toledo and Miami of Ohio were rumored to play in that bowl game, which I didn't really get because they are two really good teams that uh, honestly might be favored against the Gophers. Um, so uh, I was confused why they were plotted to play in this game because I, I think this is kind of the not the worst game for because it's Mac first Big Ten, but um, it's a you're in Detroit. No one wants to play in Detroit in the bowl game, so. Um, interesting matchup. We'll I'll dive into the game obviously a lot more later this month, but um, certainly will be interesting. Uh, a quick narrative: Cole Kramer was the only Gophers player to score a touchdown in that game two years ago. He will now likely make his first ever college start on December twenty sixth versus Bowling Green. Uh, the kickoff will be at one p.m. on ESPN. Um, 1 p.m. Central time, that is. So uh, we'll dive into that a lot more, but um, I guess back into some transfer portal talk here. Um, that's kind of what everyone's talking about right now, uh, rightfully so. Um, this team should be looking forward to next season. Um, the bowl, ga- bowl game's a great opportunity to get those uh, young players um, some more reps in practice. It gets talked about enough. I think it gets talked about a little too much. Um and it's a little overblown, the extra practice, in my opinion. But um, still, great opportunity for the Gophers to improve. So, um, Sunday night, the Gophers got a commitment from the FCS leading passer last season, Max Brosmer, a transfer from New Hampshire. Um, and I think this is the perfect quarterback that the Gophers could go after. Um, he has one season of eligibility remaining. And he's kind of the perfect um, quarterback for the Gophers as they head into this new Big Ten, new landscape. hes uh, I don't want to call him like a bridge quarterback necessarily because I do think he's very talented. But as Drake Lindsey, um, who we can talk about later, might be the man that takes this program to the next level. Incredibly talented passer. But you don't want to start a true freshman. Nobody wants to do that unless he's freaking Trevor Lawrence or like Arch Manning. So um, getting a guy from the transfer portal made sense after Ethan left. And uh, Brosmer fits the bill of a PJ Fleck quarterback. Um, I think that might have been the issue is I just think Ethan's skill set was more or even less than what PJ Fleck wanted at the quarterback position was a lot different. Um, and Brosmer is a pocket passer that has the athleticism to move around, but he's certainly not a runner. And I think Ethan's skill set was, uh, as a runner. And I just don't think this Gophers offense right now wants to use their quarterback in running situations. So, um, Brosmer fits that a lot better, and he's incredibly talented when it comes to. Uh, making every throw in the book. Uh, he had 3,464 passing yards last season, which, like I said, is the tops 
In FCS, he had 29 touchdowns and five INTs, earning all-conference honors. Um, As I'm recording this December 4th, there were a lot more quarterbacks that entered the portal today that would probably knock him outside the top 10. Um, But he was very well-respected when it comes to uh, publications, saying he's a very talented uh, thrower. And I think it's a big commitment for the Gophers. They were kind of the first guys to first team to get in on his recruitment, uh, big time at least in the major conference level. And um, he took his official visit over the weekend, and then he committed right after it. So uh, it's great to see something like that happen. And I think the biggest win out of all this is the timing. Um, like I kind of mentioned, losing your quarterback right away in the portal. Um, is a kind of if you're going to lose your quarterback, you want to lose him right away because you want to get an answer because it's a massive question mark. Uh, any recruit, any portal guy is going to be like, Oh, you have a true freshman and a redshirt freshman preferred walk on as your quarterbacks. Why do I want to go to that school? So, having Bru- Rosemer to lean back on now is great as the Gophers look to keep their 2024 recruiting class and add other people from the port. So um, I think Brosmer has a lot of uh, things to like when it comes to him as a prospect. He grew up in Georgia, a pretty big suburb around Atlanta, um, and he was incredibly under-recruited. New Hampshire was his only offer um, as at the FCS level and only offer play division one football. So um, he committed there and uh, right away he started 10 games as a true freshman, a lot of ups and downs. He had 1700 yards, 10 touchdowns, 11 picks. Um, And then the 2020 and 2021 uh, seasons were kind of all messed up because of COVID, but he came back in 2022 with 3,100. Um, Passing yards and 27 touchdowns and eight picks. And then he followed that up last year with 34-59 and 29 and six, like I said. And uh, I, I think he has all the skills to get the Gophers back to their winning ways next season. And what I like most is he worked with private quarterback coach Quincy Avery. Um, why that's significant is a lot of quarterbacks now have a private quarterback. Um, if you listen to this podcast, I interviewed uh, Rubioto's quarterback coach last summer. Um, would have been now like 16 months ago. Um, Donovan Dooley, and really any quarterback at like the FBS at the Division One level now is working with some. And Quincy Avery is one of the better. Uh, one of the most well-respected people in the entire space. Um, he works with plenty of NFL quarterbacks, most notably Deshaun Watson. That's kind of his guy that he's been with from day one, and that's kind of why he's a uh, big deal now. Is he, he was he made Deshaun Watson into Deshaun Watson. Obviously, um, a lot of baggage comes with Deshaun Watson now, but he's an incredibly talented quarterback. So um, that's all I'm talking about here. And, I mean, uh, Quincy Avery works closely with the Elite 11 camps. Uh, that's kind of what I know him from. I always watch that uh, series on um, YouTube. Uh, that it's kind of a camp with all the top, it's the top 11 uh, high school quarterbacks in that graduating class compete in a competition to see who is the best quarterback in the country. Um, but he works really closely with them. 
Also works with Josh Dobbs, Jordan Love, just a lot of guys. So uh, the fact that Brosmer works with him and the fact that Quincy Avery said that Brosmer is the most talented passer in the portal, he's obviously going to hype up his guy. But when you're working with guys who work with really good guys, it makes you better. Um, I'm a big believer in surrounding yourself with people um, that have high aspirations and have the same aspirations that you do are very important. So um, the fact that Brosmer is surrounding himself and rubbing shoulders with NFL-level coaching and NFL-level talent is a really good thing. And this is opportunity now to make it to the NFL. Probably wouldn't have gotten noticed um, at New Hampshire. They obviously find find you anywhere, but uh, the, the supporting cast really wasn't that good the past two seasons, but he was able to put up numbers. So now this is his opportunity to show – uh, the draft scouts that he's big deal. And I think he can. So um, this is a, like I said, great timing and um, a big move for the Gophers as we head into the heart of the off season now. And the quarterback room is now Max Brosmer, who will is the presumed starter. Um, they honestly could add another guy because right now they only have three quarterbacks. And uh, last season they had would have been four. A year before, I think they had five. Uh, most teams have like five or six quarterbacks. So having three, I could see them going to add another preferred walk-on transfer, maybe another preferred walk-on true freshman. You want to have another arm in the room. Um. But maybe the Gophers really like Max uh, Shikinjansky, guy from Stillwater, whose uh, father played basketball for the Gophers. Um, he could be the third string, but obviously Drake Lindsey's a guy who's gotten a lot of hype. He just won the state championship in Arkansas at the highest level. He was named MVP of that game. There was a lot of rumors if uh, Bobby Petrino taking over OC at Arkansas, they were going to be able to lure him. But he's since announced that he's fully committed to the Gophers still. So um, he's kind of the future golden boy, so to speak, um, that is kind of get the eighth in treatment that he had before he before this season. Um, he's going to get plenty of hype, rightfully so. He's a ultra-talented passer that um, has really high potential that will join the Gophers as an early enrollee in January. So um, he'll get to work closely with Brosmer. So um, that'll be something fun to watch, but the, Quarterback, I, I'd argue the quarterback room is upgrading this year. Um, I, I think Drake Lindsay is a uh, more talented player than Drew Viotto. I think most recruiting sites would agree with that. And uh, Brosmer has more experience than Ethan. So um, when Ethan entered the portal, like I said, there was uh, so many question marks. But at this point right now, I think you could argue that the Gophers upgraded their quarterback room this offseason, which they needed to because their quarterback room stunk. Last year, um, I obviously talked up Ethan a lot. Um, I really wanted Ethan to be good. I've spoken with him a couple times off the record, and he's a great kid. Um, and I think every Gophers fan wanted him to be good, but it clearly wasn't working. Um, PJ Fleck made a pivot, and he made it quickly, and um, it is huge. Uh, his back was against the wall. Um, when Ethan entered the portal, uh. It, if, if they lost Darius Taylor, if they lost Daniel Jackson, it could have started crumbling real quick. Um, but 
like I said, they up they're gonna upgrade at the quarterback position. They're gonna retain Darius Taylor. And as we get into the offseason a little bit more, they might want to add another running back, maybe another receiver, but they have their cornerstone cornerstones now. Um, they haven't lost any of them. They lost their starting quarterback, but they might have improved. So um big win, great start to the offseason. Um Anyone that says ah, he plays at the FCS level, well, um, maybe realize that there's more uh, football being played than just the FBS level. Uh, obviously, NDSU plays at that level. Carson Wentz, uh, Trey Lance, uh, very talented players. You got Kurt Warner, Steve McNair, Tony Romo, Jimmy Garoppolo, Joe Flacco. So many good quarterbacks have came from the FCS ranks, so... I'm not comparing Max Brosmer to freaking Steve McNair, but uh, he's a very talented player, and I think you got to give him a chance. Uh, There's talent at any level of any sport, and great talent evaluators find that. And um, There's no reason why Brosmer can't uh, be great. Um, I could tell you all his stats and tell you his great arm and all this stuff, but he hasn't played Big Ten football, so... um, and I could tell you that he's a uh, rocket scientist. I think he is like a biomechanical engineer. Um, so he's a really smart guy, too. I, I could tell you all these positives, why why the Gophers are going to go to the Rose Bowl next year, why they're going to win the Big Ten and shock the world. But no one knows that until he plays. Um, I think this team has a lot more issues right now than their quarterback position, uh, specifically when it comes to philosophy and play calling which is something we can obviously talk about a lot more this offseason. But um, you need a quarterback at the end of the day, and I think Brosmer is a legit talent that uh, can play in the Big Ten and can be a good quarterback in the Big Ten. So um, one of my longer episodes recently, but uh, before I let you guys go, um, I would want to mention some other names that the Gophers have reached out to in the portal. Seems like they want to add another running back behind Darius Taylor and Jordan Newbin, which makes sense. Um, they have two incoming true freshmen, which the Gophers have had success with incoming true freshmen, but they're not Jaden Wright and uh, the uh, blanket on the other guy's name. But um, the two true freshmen are very talented, but they're not to the same level as Darius Taylor, Bucky Irving, Kai Thomas. So. Um, I don't think the Gophers want to rely on them too much next season. So they've reached out to uh, Indiana transfer running back Trent Howland, the guy that I would love to see him uh, at six with three two forty. Um, I think he'd be the perfect guy um, in the mix with Newbin and Taylor. Um, bring him in for short yardage situations. Obviously, kind of a specialty back. He had seventy five carries for three hundred fifty four yards last season and two touchdowns. He's a sophomore, so he would have some extra eligibility too, not just a one-year guy. Um, but he's a guy they've reached out to. And um, Wake Forest transfer running back Justice Eliason is another name to look out for, um, who is a very talented player. Purdue wide receiver Abdur Raham Yassin is another guy who's very interesting because he went to the same high school as Darius Taylor, as uh, Drew Vioto. So uh, that's a very interesting thing to look at there. Um, but he w- was a, a very talented option from Purdue. We know Purdue produces good receivers. 
Uh, with Jeff, without Jeff Brom now, it's a little different. But um, he had 25 catches for 329 yards in only six games last year. So um, he'd be a great third option, depending if Elijah uh, Spencer comes back. Uh, Daniel Jackson, Lackey Brockton are one and two. Uh, Kristen Hoskins is a guy who could have uh, emerged as the third option. Um, but they're kind of looking who do they want to be their third option right now. Or maybe this guy could be their second option. So, But he's a name to look out for. Um, and they offered a guy from Michigan State, um, Tyrell Henry, who had 24 catches for 195 and three scores last year as a sophomore. Another guy would have a little bit more eligibility. Um, he had offers from Michigan, Penn State, and Arkansas coming out of high school, so he's a highly touted guy coming out of high school. Um, and then two more names uh, before I let you guys go here. Um, Kent State transfer wide receiver Trell Harris, who, um, oddly enough, like I said, at Kent State, Kenny Burns is the head coach, so there's the connection there. So he's a name to uh, maybe circle twice. Uh, but he had 26 catches for 400 yards and a touchdown last year. Um, very talented uh, option for the Gophers as they look for that second or third receiver. I keep saying very talented. I apologize. Um, but and then the, the one of the, they also offered a Harvard defense tackle, but just about every school in the country offered him. So I highly doubt the Gophers are going to get him. So I'm not even going to mention him. But um, they also offered Bucknell. Transfer defensive back Ethan Robinson. Uh, the Gophers have had some success uh, recruiting defensive backs from the FCS level with Jack Henderson, Trayvon Jones, Jack Gibbons at the linebacker role. So uh, maybe they go that role again to find someone to play alongside, hopefully, Justin Wally. I don't want to confirm that yet, but uh, he had 50 tackles, three picks, and 10 uh, pass breakups last year. Uh, USC, West Virginia, and Pitt are also interested. So he's a high commodity when it comes to the FCS ranks. But there are six, six names you can look out for. There are probably going to be six six more within 12 hours. So make sure to follow me on Twitter at Tony Liebert. And uh, follow the Gopher Hole. Follow uh, anything there to stay connected. Um, I think I'm just going to kind of try to move back to doing these just Mondays um, in the offseason. Um, if there's more big news, I'll uh, maybe do an emergency one, but um, I think that'll probably be the uh, route we go now. So um, buckle up. This offseason is far from over, especially when it comes to early National Signing Day. Gophers have their uh, best class under P.J. Fleck currently committed. Uh, none of those guys have signed the paper yet, so there will be plenty more news on that front. Like I said, Transfer Portal officially opened today, so it's only going to get crazier. And I expect the Gophers to be very active on that front. So, um, as always, I appreciate you all for listening. Row the boat, Sky Yuma, and go Gophers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.